Ladies and gents, boys and girls, <clears throat> all ages, we back again another episode of the Experts Podcast, uh, best sports podcast on the island, best podcast in, in the country, to be honest, best sports podcast. Um, it's always on. It's always You can't be coughing, bro. The thing going around, you can't be doing all that. Sounds like okay, sounds about it. Uh, we got my co-host with me, CJ the X Factor. Uh, what's going on, man? Everything good? <sighs> Obviously, everything always good on my side, man. It's good, nah. Everything always good. They say, they say it's hard, it's hard to be the king, but it's, it's, it's rather easy when you know when you know what you're doing. But simple, simple, simple stuff. Simple stuff. We can get through all this. This ain't no time to slap up and change your talk. Everybody who know me know I've been running the same line from day one. So <clears throat> let's start really? off now. Let's start off then. Let's start off. Let's start off now. Easy, easy uh, breakdown. We can start off with an easy game, with an easy predictable game. Um, it may have been closer than we thought, but we can start off. Wait, uh, we can start off with the Rams and the 49ers. Um, like I say, um, Rams were the favorites. Rams were at home. Rams had a super team. But I must give the 49ers credit for their efforts, for making it a game, for actually having the lead at one point and actually legit making it <clears throat> an interesting game throughout that night. Um, may, have not, may not have been the nail-biter that we've seen for the past few weeks without the games, but it still came down to the wire. And Jimmy G, oh boy, not a guy, not a guy who I've been telling these shots, who they praising. Oh, I yeah, he, 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 he praising everybody. Was like, come talk no about one never guys. Quality, two quality guys. And these niggas are trash. I, I, but he was listening to Jimmy Garoppolo. Who was praising Jimmy G? Trash. Okay. Y'all was praising Jimmy G. You when? was the one. You was when? the one. Seasons ago, who was saying they should have keep Jimmy G and let go Tom Brady? Tell I me never that. said that. Oh, I never said that. Now you find day for that. You, 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 you find day for that. You could bring him back. You. I never yeah. said that. So you was happy never. when we let go Jimmy G and kept on Brady. If I what? You was happy. That was a decision that you. you I hate. I don't like. I don't like Tom Brady, bro. I don't like I, Tom. I, I asked you that. Of course. I asked you. Course, you I was not happy. The decision. I want to see chaos and destruction in Tom exactly. Brady football career. And it did so I think it had nothing to do with when I think Jimmy G better. I want to see. I never say destruction. Better. And chaos inside that man's career. Who was the one who, when they traded Jimmy G, everybody was on this, oh, he was 4 and 0, old Tom Brady, 40 years old, oh, we should let, we should keep the youth, the young guy who Bill Belichick drafted, and he has proven himself. So y'all say, in four games, he has proven himself that he could have. Uh, 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 carry the hey, torch after you know you're talking, you're talking then when we trade him off it was like oh look look, look at this then he got to San Francisco I think he win like his first I see five games oh lord the, 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 the whole the whole shebang was in there now the man had playoff success in San Francisco you gotta give him that he had playoff success he didn't win a Super Bowl but he boy, had playoff yeah. success what the, that's how the sort boy to see you know like this this glorified yeah, loser thing success everybody can't be 
Brady, but we can get more on the Brady later. Oh, hey, what can't let's, be Brady let's, now? Let's talk oh, about. No. Let's talk oh, about no. what's actually happening. <laughs> what's going on, bro? Everything good? We got a special guest joining us tonight. What's going on? What's going on? Our sideline sports entertainment. Hey, gentlemen. First of all, I gotta say thank you for having me on. It's an honor, man. It's a pleasure. No so I, I hear y'all talking with this forty, this forty ers game, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure we all got friends who like 40. Who's a die? Well, anyway, we got we got we got friends who's die on 49 as fans, right? Yep. So this is my thing. So again, yeah, you know, it's always talk about Jimmy G. Jimmy G ain't this. Jimmy G ain't that, right? Mm-hmm. But besides, just looking at that last game, just that last play, was that really Jimmy G's fault? The last and, play. And, you mean that, 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 that interception? Was that really its fault? I mean, let's, let's let's look at it. We can break it down a little bit, and I think you all can see where I get. Not right? a hundred percent, but yeah, yes, yeah. He, he plays a role in it. Not a hundred percent. Agreed, right? So I had to. I, I had this down 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 that position. I so this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So normally with a quarterback, he tried to make something happen, right? And and I. I can even talk with the flashes of greatness, right? I got, I got reprimanded for that there, yeah. But again, this is what I <laughs> so this is what I say, right? Hey, if it wasn't if the offensive line was doing their job, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have felt that pressure to uh, to even get rid of that ball or to move that ball. So I mean, I think. As much as the 49ers fans like to say, like, oh, hey, again, Jimmy G ain't the greatest, right? Again, you have to look at some some other factors, especially in that game, to say, well, hey, what well, he ain't, you know, he ain't the one. He ain't See, the I, same. I think the biggest thing with Jimmy G, right? Mm. And I think it's like like Shanahan went into that game. I mean, they had an excellent game plan for the first two, three quarters, right? Yeah. Excellent, right? And I think in the fourth quarter, it was like basically Sean and I basically like, but listen, we ain't asking. And I think this this is Jimmy's MO since he's left New England, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We ain't asking you to win us a game. We just telling you, don't lose us this game. That's all, <laughs> that's all we telling y'all to do. Don't don't lose us this game. And and <clears throat> I think the Rams, mm-hmm. um, they basically was like, you know what? He got to beat us this fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He got to beat us, and it just so happened that he did again lose that game. And I think that's I think that's the that's basically Jimmy's mo. How people look at him now is like, okay, can this dude make enough big plays to get you over the hump? He's not a bad quarterback, but he, it, it, can he? Like he had the four quarter lead. You know, all the people asking you just to sustain that lead and get us over the top. Can can he do that? That's the biggest thing with Jimmy G. Isn't isn't so. Obviously, you're such a Patriot hater. That Jimmy, have, have you ever watched Jimmy G when he is on the Patriots? Yeah, I watch him. Them couple so, games. how could you say that that was his MO when he left, since he left the Patriots? That was his MO when he was on the Patriots. We never asked Jimmy to win us a game. All we used to ask Jimmy is, please, for Lord's sake, do not lose the game. That was always his MO from becoming the league. That was in when he left the Patriots. That was from he even started because he know he was he, he was only in there for a part time job anyhow. He was a substitute teacher basically. All we tell you is 
please just come in and and you know keep the flow going and tell the real teacher come back off leave and you know keep it keep it going that's all i think the expectations wasn't there with the patriots like for him it was just you know and the patriots have a safer environment for him to just like come in and 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 you know just pick pick your spots or whatever the case may be. That's just a safe environment. The Patriots is when he went out on his own. I think now you see okay. more or less what you're getting with him. You say Jimmy G in a in a in a bad quarterback, right? I mean, he may not be the worst, but answer this for me: is is Jimmy G the highest paid? He up there. You no, know, he he really isn't. Like he's still in the twenties. Guys, guys in the thirties and forties. For the, for the money what they paid him, he ain't doing a bad job, I guess. <laughs> like I say, he ain't, he ain't the highest paid. Number two, um, uh, he has, a, let's say, a rookie backup. He has weapons around him, and he has a defense. So if Jimmy G get all these things around him, why today they say, why they saying today that um, the 49ers are exploring to trade him? It's not like he's the he's the problem. It's not so, like we have everything we need, and if this is the one guy we don't need. So, uh, and and this is the question I've been posing to since again to all the Forty Nine fans who would be asked, who's be like, hey, get rid of Jimmy G, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, who y'all gonna pick up though? Who y'all gonna get? Hold on, who out, who this out is, there? This is one of the biggest uh, free agent uh, quarterback market we had in a little while. Okay, hold on. So let's let's even back up out there. Uh, let's talk about so out of the quarterbacks out there in the league right now, who is who would you say is a is a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Like yeah. you would the, you go would, to the Forty Niners and win? Not even to go to the Forty. Let's just say Super Bowl winning those those quarterbacks in the league who we think have have the head factor to take you to the Super Bowl. Right. Like you see now, we got we got Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Who wants? To, who probably could leave Green Bay and do that? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, who has proven he could win a Super Bowl and do that. And also, people don't for, don't forget. Not because <clears throat> this is a sleeper. Y'all, y'all, y'all can mark my words. Tom Brady. Oh come on, man! Oh, no, believe it or not, Tom Brady <laughs> has always wanted to be a 49ers quarterback. Tom Brady is a 49ers up and growing. Hey. If, if the opportunity presents itself, hey. remember in Chicago, you don't think a fox will come through and say, I'm back? <laughs> so, so, so I, 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 I'm a big Tom Brady fan, right? And I and I can't stand it. I cannot stand the idea that I might not be seeing him play next season, right? Yeah. And I love that part. That, that actually, you know, something that has like about... I say too that much chance, but that ain't happening. I I mean I like I like that idea though. I I I love it. That's the best thing I heard so far. But if that it ain't does, happen. we invite you back. That 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 next one. <laughs> hey, I, I I I mean I don't know I don't know I don't know if you gentlemen have a have a have a have a favorite um, libation, but yeah, that'll be on yeah. me. <laughs> that on you. All right. I don't do that. that on you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's it's it's an interesting it idea if it, comes about, if it comes about. It's an interesting idea, but definitely you have like, like you said, yeah, you it, Rod- is, Rod- it is. It is Russell Wilson. Um, they have. I mean, those are the big fish to me, right? And then you always could 
like they roll the dice and say Trey Lance ready for uh, a starting spot. I as as much as I like Trey Lance, I don't I I mean, and we're talking about the the 49ers here, and we're talking about going to the Super Bowl. Keep in mind now, and I think we've all known and seen this. It changes coming down those last couple of weeks and even into the playoffs. So, again, Trey Lance might be good for a regular season. And, I mean, we can even – we can think throughout the whole history of football. Ain't no – well, okay, Joe Burrow is an exception. No, no, I just for you to keep going. Yeah. 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 Joe Burrow is an exception, right? But come on. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, I think that it's now but, becoming a trend. But even Patrick Mahomes said he had tutelage for at least a solid year. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he wasn't really a rookie when he came in. Yeah. You know, this, Trey, this, this, this Trey's play season, this it. So, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, to come in as a rookie or a second-year quarterback and go to the Super Bowl, or in the NFC, coming out of the NFC West, or even out of the NFC, yeah, I like him. They have – now, they have – they have the caliber of weapons, though. They do have the caliber yeah, of weapons. they do have the weapons. Uh, they and do have a great coach. So, I, I think feel, you put, you put okay. a good quarterback there. Mm-hmm. I you feel know that's what? why they're they going all in now, because... Hold on. They're, they're, huh? No, I was going to say, so uh, we, can, we can make this real simple. Y'all think Trey Lance better than Jimmy G? It's different aspects to the game that they bring. It's maybe maybe not quarterback wise. You could say Trey Lance is above Jimmy G, but Trey Lance could also bring a different dynamic to that offense to where right. the team performs yeah. better with him in the game than when Jimmy G is in the game. And so not, maybe that's something that they look at. And I look at it like this, right? Yeah. I I don't think I don't I can't say he's better. I don't, I don't. I mean, I haven't seen Trey Lance play enough to say he's better than Jimmy G. Um, you have to see him in that type of uh, in that type of environment and that situation for a longer period of time to get the sense that he's better. But I will say this: I think Jimmy G has a. It may be unfair to him. It may be unfair, but I think he has a ceiling, right? And I control. I control. I control the start. And it may not again. It may not be fair. But over the last three seasons, right? Over the last three seasons. Teams entering the uh, entering the fourth quarter with a lead at nineteen and two in the playoffs. Nineteen and two. Those two losses are from Jimmy G. Both those losses, right? So again, it may not be fair, then, but that's that. It's almost a trend, almost in terms of can this dude be the one to actually get you over the hump? Now things can happen. He can have, like I said, he's solid. He's a solid quarterback. He's, he's not great. He's solid, but. Um, I can't say he's better than 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 Trey Lance is better than him, but I think the ceiling may be higher. It may be something you could look at. So, so with that being said, so I guess the 49ers fans waiting to go to wait another two to three years before they get back to the. No, that's that's why they are talking about winning now. This what that's up my point. Like I always tell these guys, championship windows are small. This okay. is the team you have right now. Yep. All you need to go all in this summer on a top tier quarterback. Even mm-hmm. if you have to use Trey Lance as a trade piece, 
or you have to throw in some draft picks. I don't play, you don't mind people, but oh, draft picks is your future. But yeah, but you got to wait right now. If you have a bad team, yeah, draft picks is your future. If you had a team that was five minutes away from the Super Bowl and you have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, possibly Derek Carr, who's not that bad of a quarterback either, on the market this, this, this year, and you could slot them there in there with a Debo Samuels, that type of defense, uh, them top running backs that were uh, injured a lot this year. That's how they found out that Debo Samuels is actually a good running back because they were so thin at running back. But when right. Mister and all them guys come back, you're going to have a full backfield. And then also you still could go out and draft. This is a very um, defensive-heavy draft coming up. You could still add to your defense or put another lineman in there. Obviously, they need line help. <laughs> so my thing is, this is the time where... If you have these guys on the market and they are saying they want out of their homes now and you have a team that is five minutes away from the Super Bowl, go all in. If you wait on Trey Lance to develop to another two season, three season, by the time he gets good, your team yep. is going to be good. And then look on the flip side, you could just look right um, at the team who beat them. Look at the Rams. They went all in and what they felt was an upgrade uh, from Matthew Stafford and now they're in the Super Bowl. You know, they throw how much first-round picks to the Lions? Like three or four? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, if, if you if you have a chance to get an upgrade, a show upgrade, then, you know, maybe 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 you take that risk. Exactly. Yeah, so, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But, again, like I said, I, to me, I just don't – I mean, I know we name a couple of quarterbacks out there who are on the market – yeah, Aaron Rodgers, we know nobody knows what he's doing, but I see, and we know San Fran has the money to do it, but I don't see that happening, you know what I mean? Um, who else? Russell Wilson, maybe. Um, again, I don't see I don't yeah, see that happening, you know what I mean? Russell Wilson's going to be an interesting moving part this, season, this all season. You don't see the, the California kid of Aaron Rodgers going to play for the 49ers. Did you actually, did you look at the stands of that, that NFC Championship game? Yeah. You realize that there are more 49ers stands <laughs> in the state of California. That Rams are like, being yeah, a kid yeah. from California, this is why Brady like the 49ers because he's a California yeah. kid. Being a California kid, the 49ers was the greatest team on earth. So yeah. my thing is, you have a chance at almost any quarterback that comes from yeah. California. But... I don't know. I guess we'll see how it go, and we'll bring it to you as it comes. But let's let's on the let's flip side. Let's the, let's, the let's look at game, no, 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 no. I think we talk we talk we talk too much about the 49ers. We talk about the 49ers. On the flip side, let's talk about the about the Rams. Let's talk about the Rams. Well, I've been talking about the Rams all season. Y'all didn't believe, but I talk about the Rams all season. You didn't believe in the Rams. Where you getting this innovation from? I am the Rams. This is not for Super Bowl. Contend when, the minute we got Paul Miller. My Lord, the minute they After they created a super team, now you that is a dark horse. That's like saying I picked what, where, where was they, they Where was they in the NFC standards? Where was they in the NFC standards? When, said, when, when, they, when he got Paul Miller, where was they? They wasn't, they wasn't number one. All right. So I still that's that's not like I I bandwagon. They yeah, were number three in the NFC. So who was your favorite? What? For, my favorite was the, was Green Bay, but I said they are dark oh, horse. No. And, 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 yeah, man, stick with your green bit. Anyway, but anyway, 
That's over the Raps. That's over the Raps. Uh, you, 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 you been all over the place. You've been the Cardinals and, and, and whatever. But let's talk about the Raps. Let's talk about the Raps. What did so, you So, there you are. I mean, as as far as the Rams, I think um, even from the their last Super Bowl appearance, I think that we knew that they were were, were pretty close. They had they had that they just needed that one missing piece, which they. I mean, for me, I I definitely thought that they could go all the way with the addition of Matthew Stafford. I, and um, even though I think Matthew Stafford, I think I feel like this is his redemption. You know, being stuck all those years. Uh-huh. In Detroit, like yeah, that's like redemption. So definitely redemption, man. Um, Did 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 you all see Matthew Stafford being? I mean, what you said, you you had him. You thought they could go all the way with him, Um, but did you see him being this much of a factor late in games, coming into the postseason? What 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 much of a factor? What, what, but y'all don't watch the scene, but you must be on Zed now. So Matthew Stafford is not a is not a factor late in games? What? Matthew Stafford? Wait, stop it. If you watch the last game, when they play the Bucks, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford drop back and close the eye and fling that ball. Like, oh, fuck up. Oh, fuck up. That's not, see, that's what I don't like. See, Brady, I still want to be drops, the ball. But now you got right? other teams now where you got guys who need their props now. Cooper Cup. It's making this Matthew Stafford, believe it or not, Matthew Stafford has not been good since Megatron retired. Why? Because you don't have that top tier receiver. Now you okay. got a Cooper Cup. All of a sudden now, it's Matthew Stafford doing this. How? Go you realize that game. Let's not forget. Let's go not ahead. forget. Matthew Stafford would be over Atlantis mm-hmm. right now, if that safety didn't drop a ball that Matthew Stafford hand-delivered in a bread basket, Matthew uh, Stafford threw that ball 10 yards away from his own receiver, straight into the safety yard. And yeah, I still, I still don't think they lost the game, even if, even if he gets that. I mean, so don't I don't understand how he didn't get that. But don't I still don't think they lost like Matthew Stafford is making these key plays. And okay, he was so driving let's... his team down the field and hitting darts and this and that. No, bro. So, so you know, Jerome is saying... Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie, right? <laughs> numbers, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So, again, I can let you run with all that foolishness you just ran over. Numbers don't lie, right? So, since coming in the league, Matthew Stafford has the most fourth-quarter comebacks out of any quarterback in the NFL since coming in the league. <laughs> since coming in the league. This season, in yeah, the fourth quarter, Matthew Stafford, this season in the fourth quarter alone, has 13 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the fourth quarter alone this season, right? So after he told y'all he was built for this after he made that game on oh, a drive against the Bucks, he came back and back it up again in the fourth quarter for this. against the 49ers. You may think what you're talking to sense, or the numbers say otherwise, but that man is a fourth quarter executioner. Hey, and you know, you know, you know, something, CJ. I, 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 I so I you sound like them wrong fans who's going to no, pull up all type of stats talking about oh, no, this guy, man, lie, woman, lie, number zero, lie, has the highest percentage in NBA history. Yeah, if you if you're a center shooting two foot shots, of course you will have a higher field goal percentage than three point shots. But that's the way they say numbers don't lie. Go ahead, go ahead, Mister Joe. 
So, so, so CJ, I, I get like, I, I kind of like Matt, like as you can tell, right? But I, I think he's always been good. I can't hide like how you try this Matthew, where you know, like, hey, you know, he, he hasn't been, he's not great. Again, like you said, I think, I think, I think he's proven that, especially with that game against Tampa Bay. Um, mind you now, yeah, he's had some, some questionable throws, but. Hey, we all know if he have the weapons out there, he could get the job done. And I think this is what I would give you. Yeah, he kind of over relied, or he definitely knew he had that safety net oh, yeah. Cooper Cup out there. He knew, like just like you said, like hey, I could kind of, you know what? I could probably close my eyes and throw this ball and come and come down with it, you know. But hey, the dude is good, man. He he is definitely good and. And uh, just like you say, he's been proving it over the years. He just was stuck in a, I can't even, I, yeah, in a doo-doo franchise. <laughs> in a horrible situation. And we talk all year long about how bad situations can ruin quarterbacks. We always talk about, we talk about that the whole season. Mm-hmm. Bad situations could really ruin quarterbacks. Yeah. Football is an ultimate team sport. And if your quarterback's stuck in a bad situation, bad offensive line, no weapons, uh, no receivers, it, you you could really have a have a have a bad career, right? And I think for Marju Safa, again, no one's saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But like you said, give him weapons, and for the most part, he can deliver based on those weapons. Now, Cooper Cup, you want to punish him for having Cooper Cup? Go ahead. Cooper Cup is <laughs> no, you know no, I, mean? don't, I don't care about punishing. See, that's what you like. You all like the guys. I am actually praising Cooper Cup for being a top elite receiver. I don't want people to come out here just running on and rambling about oh Matthew Stafford this, Matthew Stafford that. Like guys no, I mean, out here running routes, getting open and catching the ball. But it's 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 too it takes two to tango. We'll right. talk about the second voice in there. It takes two to tango. You only talk about Matthew Stafford. Why you put the Cooper Cup? You ain't let me get you the Cooper Cup. You can't get going way back in the history. Run out of the league. So what you do? You start now. Okay, okay. Let me use your logic. Let me use your logic. If it takes two to tango, if it takes two to tango, let me use your logic now. If it takes two to tango, you say Matthew Stafford is supposed to be washing dishes at the ladders. So you ain't even giving Matthew Stafford's credit. I said if they obviously I said if they lost. Then when they lose, they come over to Atlantis. That was my pass. See, you got lost in the whole... In the whole. Right. Anyway, you didn't even understand what I was trying to say. Cooper Cup is the best player on the Rams. Cooper Hold on now. See, player. come on, man. You don't disrespect Aaron I mean, Donald like that. Cooper Cup was the best offensive player on the Rams. Yeah, correct right? yourself, son. He's the best offensive player on the Rams, right? And obviously, like I say, I, I can't punish Mark Yusuf for having Cooper Cup because any great quarterback wouldn't understand when you got something like that on old field, you got to use that as much as possible. As much yeah. as possible. You got to use that as much as possible. And, hey, we've seen quarterbacks getting jams when they don't, uh, when they try to overthink the game and don't rely on their number one option. We've seen that happen countless of times throughout history. So, um, you know, the gold saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Yeah, my my, um, all my and you know, I I I can throw I can throw this out there as well. You know, by again back to Matthew, right? Mm. And and Cooper Cup. So Cooper's been on the team for years. You know what I mean? A, a steady performer, but again, um, Matthew Stafford has been on on another team, st- steady performer, right? Now when they both match up, apparently both of their numbers skyrocketed. 
so again, just like you say, it take, it takes two to tango. So clearly, hey, they they both have been beneficial to to each other. Exactly. So I don't want to have no long story, but just one person and all his career starts and stuff. Let's give that boy a Cooper Cup for being a league leader. That man win a triple crown. You got these are top wide receivers in the league who never win the triple crown of yards, touchdowns, and yeah. reception in one season. So, so that man deserves his props. Hold on. So I I gotta throw I so I got I I gotta throw this I gotta play devil's advocate out there, right? So y'all think if it were, if it had if it was a regular sixteen game season, cups still would have been done doing all of that stuff? What you mean? I mean, he still would have lead the league. It ain't like yeah. he break records. He just lead yeah. the league. Because through 16 games, he still was the league leader. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. I thought he about breaking records. Thought he oh. would have. Yeah. I mean, he still didn't break the record. He can't. He ain't pass Randy yeah. Moss with touchdowns or nothing like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. He got yeah, yeah. I mean, the records. Yeah. Thing is, yeah. But yeah. he still would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not bad. I, yeah. I, guess I, 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 I like, I like, I like Cup, man. Yeah, yeah. I think he put in some work this season. He, he definitely yeah, deserved it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, now we getting on to the big, the big shebang now. We going now to <laughs> the upset of the whole AFC. The whole AFC was upset this weekend when a young man by the name of Joe. Burrow came into Kansas City, into the cold, into the womb of the defending AFC champions, uh-huh. and took the soul of the so-called baby goat, or supposedly the guy who was on the path He's still of on the being path, the goat. He's still on the the path. guy come into young in the second season, remember you just said, you don't usually see young quarterbacks in their rookie or second season do things like this. And this guy comes in in the second season with a Bengals deal. Bengals Far <laughs> underdogs. This you know, oh, he have a Cooper Cup. He don't have a Cooper Cup. This you know, oh, we have a top tight end. We don't, his tight end even got injured during the game. His starting tight end was carried off the field during the game. With a Bengals defense, name me the top player on the Bengals defense, by the way. No Jalen Ramsey, no Aaron Donald. Who's the top defensive player on the, the Bengals? Okay, we don't know. But he came in there and he made it happen. This is the guy that needs to prop as a quarterback. Now, Jamar Chase is also a top wide receiver. Now, I ain't going to take that away from him because, like you'll say, you give the people props for props. But Jamar Chase is been a recipient of Joe Burrow ball from college time. And now I see yeah, a, a, I saw a report where Joe Burrow could be the first quarterback in history, not just NFL history, mm-hmm. football history, who could have won a Heisman Trophy, yeah. a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Yeah. Brady never do that. <laughs> Montana never do that. Yeah. Just never do that. None of the greats of all time has done that. This guy about to do, oh, I wouldn't say about, he has the potential, the or he, he has the opportunity to do this in a span of three years. What do you all think about that game that you all watch um, against those two teams? It was a tale of two halves. Uh, hmm. 
it was a tale of two halves. Obviously, in the first half, the Chiefs was frying on all cylinders. Uh, and Mahomes was, what, 18 for 22 or something like that? 18 for 22, three touchdowns. Um, the Bengals made a serious adjustment. And you got to show their defensive coordinator. Uh, they made a serious adjustment in the second half. And as we've seen with uh, Patrick Mahomes, even at the start of the season, I thought it quelled a little bit during their win streak. Always going for the big play, right? And not almost, almost not adjusting his style to when the defense starts to adjust. And as a result, he, he had a poor second half, as poor as I've seen him play in the second half in a, in, in a minute, um, especially in the playoffs. Um, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Yeah, so that is that is going to rank as probably one of the biggest upsets, if not uh, top two, top three biggest upset in NFL history um, because of just the way he melted down, not just him, but the whole Patriots offense. I mean, not Patriots, whole Kansas Can City offense. Him? Can I keep their name or remote? Kansas City <laughs> offense in general. You know, that's just a whole, it was just a meltdown. And I was, again, just having some conversations about the games, you know. Um, Joe Burrow, definitely, just like the, you know, the analyst, he's definitely big game. So, I, my feeling is whether they, whether the Bengals won or lost that game, I think Joe, Joe Burrow has proven himself to be a winner. Mm-hmm. He has, and again, earlier that we were talking about, he was one of those guys that I think, or one of these young QBs that, that has that it factor, you know what I mean, that can actually go go all the way. Um, now, as far as that game, I think that was definitely, I guess, are you saying a collapse on the Kansas City Chiefs part? That, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember that, that play just before time, they didn't get the they didn't get yep. the, the touchdown on the pass. Right. Yeah, just before the half ended, and that was that to me. That was the play that cost you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think they should have got got a field goal on that play? Yeah, they should have at least scored. They should have at least scored on that play. Yeah, you get a field goal, you make that a a full two touchdown game, right? And that, right. that changes that changes the complexion of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was a huge play. Yeah, um, again, not taking anything from from Joe Baroga, but but um, again, um, even with Kansas City, hey, Patrick Mahomes threw, like you said, two interceptions in that game, and what they only lose by three points in a playoff game. Mm. Like, yeah, come on. So again, like I said, that was that was. A, and not taking anything away from from Joe Burrow, yeah. um, I still are trying to figure out how the Bengals doing it or can, you know continue to do it. But um, yeah, that was that was just a complete meltdown on the Chiefs' back, offensively and defensively. So, would you say that people are starting to figure Patrick Mahomes out? Um, <laughs> I don't, I, boy, I uh, I can go out on a limb, and I don't I don't like to do this too often. I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, or actually in that situation, I I'm actually looking at the coaching staff for that one. 
because one is, um, hey, and just like you said, it was a tale of two halves. Like in that first half, hey, even even if I know I'm not a second half team, like hey, I put my pedal on the metal. Like hey, I trying to score a hundred points in that first half if I could, you know. Yeah. Like we know. And I feel that's just how it should be. Like, you know, we look at Nick Saban, all these other coaches, right? You know, hey, like I said, I would have been, I don't care. I would have been going for the reason, for this exact same reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. If they get the touchdown to end it off, and that they look like geniuses if they get the touchdown before they end yeah. it off, right? Um, and now we're thinking we probably should have been better off getting the field goal. But, I mean... It's, it's one of those situations where it's like, I wouldn't say teams are starting to, well, I think teams, when you do something so much, teams are eventually going to adjust to whatever it is you're doing, right? And with Patrick Mahomes, the success that he's had his first four years starting, teams are anxious to figure out a way mm-hmm. to beat that, right? So um, anytime there's a new revolution or a new a, a new type of player or offense or style coming on the, on the scene, People are, are anxious to try to beat that and combat that. Yeah. And I think for, for Mahomes, his next step is in-game adjustments have to be just a little bit better. Um, when he's on, he's on, and, and he's rolling, and the offense is rolling. Um, but he has to learn how to – Andy Reid as well. Like you say, the coaching style plays a big part in all that. Um, in-game adjustments have to be made. Um, and And, and – if they could figure out uh, ways to do that, then I think all is not lost for the Chiefs. Well, sorry, Diana. The problem with Patrick Mahomes is he costs himself. Patrick Mahomes, after winning his Super Bowl in, what that was, 2020, the year 2020, Patrick Mahomes won his first Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes came on an interview the following month, and he spilled his own beans. The young man said, I cannot read defense. The man tell everybody, I just go there and just play. So now, see, this is the difference between not just Patrick Mahomes, even though he was the start of this whole figuring him out. But this is the difference when you get to organizations with Belichick and the Patriots and stuff. You don't never know what they're doing. You will never, ever in your life hear Belichick come on and say, well, we ran a deep cover two on them because we know they can't. So now the team can know, well, gee, Lord, these people run deep. Like, he didn't even explain this game now. You'll come out there and ask him, well, how did you guys pull this one out? Uh, we executed. Next question. <laughs> like, that's your, that's your thing. When you got something, go in. You don't go there and tell the world. Well, I only got this going because of this. Because now the world can stop it. So the man came out in 2020 and said, I can't read defenses. When it came now to 2021, he made it back there. Because at some point in time, you can't, certain things you can't stop regardless. So Patrick Mahomes was still able to make it back to the Super Bowl the following year. But now you're going against Tom Brady and a very, very hungry defense who you already tell that you can't read defense. And you lost some of your linemen. So they ain't even letting you have the time to sit back there and read defense or wait for Tyreek Hill to run these crazy routes and let you scramble out and get open. So two things that happen. 
send pressure and disguise your defense. If you look at what the Bengals did, if you look at the difference between the defense in the first half and you look at the defense in the second half, you will see the difference between linebackers. And I broke this down with one of my boys on Saturday or on Sunday after the game because he's a Cowboys fan. He believes in everything about <laughs> Cowboys, but he likes to do film. And I said, I said, watch the difference. When you go straight up and you come out, he got better. Since that point, he got better at reading defense, but he got better at reading defense as you come to the line. So now you come to the line, you see your forefront, you see your two linebackers, your two safety, you got your corner up there. Cool. Now when you snap the ball, the lineman drop back, the linebackers come in, a safety might come down and blitz, the next one drop back in coverage, everybody play a cover three on Tyreek Hill, you got a next safety coming down on Kelsey. Now, you scrambling trying to figure out, wait, what the hell going on? And then, fella sitting in your lap. So they did the same thing with Tampa Bay did to Mahomes last year. They sent pressure. That's why you see Mahomes doing that scramble left, scramble right, back thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, you disguise your coverage on the back end. So Mahomes right now, as good as he is, or maybe as great as he is, has now exposed your weakness. So now Mahomes got to go back and get even better. He has to now take it to the next level to where he has to be able to let it, You watch, you, come on, you, you like Tom Brady. What Tom Brady do when he comes to the line? Notice when they get to the line, that's why it's, it's always key to practice. You get to the line, you already know your play. If the short clock, if they give you 40 seconds, Tom Brady comes to the line with at least 25 or seconds left. You know why? Because when Tom Brady gets to the line, what you can see? Alert, alert, alert. This guy coming. Hey, watch 57. Hey, watch. He doing all that before he snapped the ball. When Mahomes comes to the line, ready. One motion. Let's go. Snap the ball. Let's go. I know what's going on. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> you can't do that. Mahomes now has to take that next level. I don't know if he needs a mentor. Maybe he could reach out to Brady. Maybe he could reach out to Peyton Manning who's very good at that. Uh, Drew Brees was very good at that. He needs to reach out to someone this offseason because guys are figuring you out and for you now yeah. to take that next level, especially when you don't have a top tier running back. What also made these guys great was play action. Anyone could tell yeah. you Tom Brady mastered play action. Yeah. Peyton Manning mastered play action. Even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is hiding that ball at yeah. the he little fanny park. He's stuck that knee side like a fanny park. And you ain't know where that ball is. When he pulled that out, that's it. He needs to get that going. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I was always going to say, or actually one of the things that I thought about was, is Patrick Mahomes as great as he is without Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Perry Ben? Charles Edward Hill. Don't, don't let me go there. Because you can't listen to say, or you can't discredit who we play with. No. Uh, Brady had Gronk. Brady had We all know you need those factors in there. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, but people just make it seem like you could put Patrick Mahomes on any team in the NFL and he could do what he's doing. That will, that's no, definitely I mean, not going to happen. No, I mean, he's, he's that system. And that, that yeah, style yeah. of offense and the weapons that he has, he's he's tailor made for that, right? And mm-hmm. and I think for him, it's almost like you. I mean, you mentioned Tyreek Hill and you mentioned Kelsey. Um, 
it's almost like for him, he might need another another weapon. He might he might need a, another wide receiver too. If 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 if, if, if he really wow. wants to continue to maintain <laughs> his presence over the top. To be honest, with you, you know, how much more you want to give him, boy? I know. I mean, <laughs> but, but for him, for him, I think the biggest thing is like like you said, he has just to get better at reading the game. Um, I understand that he, he has all the talent in the world and he can do everything as a quarterback. I mean, but reading the game uh, a little bit better, like you said, he's progressed. Um, and we saw it during the win streak during the season that he was making adjustments. Um, and then, you know, sometimes habits is die hard, right? And I think if he commit to it in this offseason just to, to read the game, run the ball a little bit more, um, commit to the run a little bit more. You have you have the foot speed to do it. He picked up uh, good yards on the, the few times he did it. Uh, you know, throw the ball underneath. If he commits to just making the adjustments um, to to this game, game by game, um, I think he has a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, but it ain't gonna be easy. There's the competition starting to get tougher. You you made a good point about <clears throat> his his players, right? Because that's why I always argue this. When they say, oh, when Brady first won his first three championships, it was about the defense. Okay, yeah, the defense did their part. But doesn't the offense still got a score? When I ask guys to name me three fellas off a of Brady offense in 2001, 2004, 2003, they can't name them. Like you said, Patrick Mahomes come in here with Tyreek Hill. He came in here with Kelsey. He came in here with Andy Reid already, your head coach, and a system that was already in place that you could have just slot in and run. And you sit a year to watch how yeah. to run this offense. So you want everything yeah. basically handed to you. When you talk about a West Welker, now, I don't, I, I, I will always say Randy Moss was always a great, but we don't, don't act like Randy Moss was not on the decline when he was traded to the Patriots. And then he became that record-breaking touchdown guy. Wes Welker came to the Patriots from the Dolphins. Tom Brady turned that man into a star. Edelman was a high, uh, college oh, yeah. quarterback. Tom Brady turned that man into a star. Gronk was just... When Gronk first came, Gronk wasn't even our best tight end. Don't forget, Aaron Hernandez yeah. was on the path. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez was our tight end number one. Gronk became out there yeah. then, obviously, because Hernandez had uh, bowed at the game gracefully. But um, <laughs> even uh, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is what I, I say when I talk about why I call Tom Brady go regardless. When you talk about Marv, um, 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 Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne on a good offensive line. When you talk about Drew Brees, Drew Brees always had either Michael Thomas, or he had uh, Kamara on the early days. He had Reggie Bush and he had Marquise Colston. Yeah. Now, when you talk about Brady, even when I watch, I didn't even notice this. I had to go back because, you know, I like to watch these. So we'll cut it with Brady, put on people. Yeah. The 28 to 3 game. People will say, oh, well, um, this and that. The Falcons had the number one offense. You had Matt Ryan, who was throwing all type of touchdowns. You had uh, Julio Jones who was going crazy, and they had a defense. Don't forget, what people fail to realize, in that game, Gronkowski never played. Gronkowski was injured. 
you know, uh, with, with, we, we don't even remember who the running back was for that game because every year the picture running back is switch. But let's just remember if if Gronkowski, yo, you know, there's only two people he can do Gronkowski, Edelman. How, if you are 28 to 3, no Gronk. Gronk is not only a pass catcher, but Gronk, Gronk is a very good blocker. If you don't even have that, how in the world was Tom Brady? Oh, I remember the, the running back, James. Uh, James White? Who still is with the James pictures? White. James White. Boy, that, boy, he's going crazy with James White. But my point is, when you to go, you win with whoever you have. Along this whole 22-year journey, Tom Brady has won with whoever he had in his lineup. He came back. You see that even the pass where they show when Edelman catch the ball. He was triple covered, not double covered. He catched that with three fellas. Bought the ball up. The next one dropped on the floor, tried to kick it. The next one had the knee on. Edelman the ball. That means you triple team in his favorite target. And this man came back from a 25-point deficit. Like, stuff like that is like, if, if I say it to you, you would be like, that would never happen. This guy is crazy. When you watch it with your own two eyes, you'd be like, wait, what the hell? What, what did I just watch? That don't even make sense. So, like, you, to my credit, like you say, this guy has all these things. What if, and I said this to Sam Sam last week, what's going to happen when Tyreek Hill is not the fastest running back in the league anymore? Yep. What is going to happen when, God forbid, but we know football is a rough sport, what's going to happen when Kelsey got to sit a couple games because yep. of whatever reason? Now, could you make those same plays? You see what happened when he started passing to, what the boy, man, that boy was over there dropping more ball. Oh, Lord. There was one guy, not Pringle. It's um, Robert. No, not ha- Hardman. Hardman caught the touchdown. Man, it's the next way he was on that team. Yeah, not that game, but the game before that, yeah. Pringle was going off. But yeah. my point is, can this guy sustain? That's why I was telling Zans. He needs at least 12 to 15 good seasons to even get close to Brady's record. Because... Yeah. So even the playoff wins, remember I say, if you need 35 playoff wins to get and you only play in three games to get to the Super Bowl every year, yeah. see what happened this year? You don't lose, you don't even make it to the Super Bowl. So how much wins you get this year? One? Yeah. <laughs> the whole season go past, you get one postseason yeah. win. So that's you catch Brady up by one. So if you catch Brady up by one <laughs> and you behind by like 28 and you doing yeah. one a year or two a year, come on, bro. Yeah. The bar is so high that yes, he he get, he get two though. This count is two this year, right? He get two. You Steelers, you gotta count this year. Yeah, let's it, ain't a, it ain't a fair comparison. You gotta count this year. <laughs> yeah, let's count this Steelers. But <laughs> he is, yeah, he is on a path. But also, what mm-hmm. people don't realize is, as a goat, you also have to, to to kill people in their prime. As a goat, you also have to step on the necks of people. The problem with Mahomes might have is that you got young bulls right on your tail. Yeah. If you look look at that last week game, tell me if Josh Allen is in a step right behind Mahomes. I so mean, now if Josh Allen takes the step over the summer and put the work in, what would happen next season if oh Josh Allen comes out and start flipping yeah. the ball and throwing forty-five touchdowns and Stephon Diggs go crazy and now everybody be like, what if Joe what, what if Joe Burrow win the Super Bowl? <laughs> isn't, he now, isn't he now in the conversation of oh you want the part to be in the goat of, of course of course but 
like we, we like we say like we say i think the manner in which you win it the it, it it plays a role right the manner in which you win it also plays a role um and then with Mahomes, like we said before i still think he's the best he's, he's the best of the bunch in the afc but he guys he does got some dogs on the state right he does got uh, some yeah, dogs right? he, he does got you say josh allen you mentioned um you mentioned bro we ain't even talking about uh Lamar Jackson. We ain't even talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, so he got some dogs in his tail, right? I think the challenge is going to be harder from here on out because these dudes are they have some talented rosters and they ain't scared of, of the Chiefs. Um, but for him, like I say, he has a chance to be in the mix every year and be at the top of the mix every year. But it's just little things that he has to figure out. Um, and if he does, then I, I still I still would prefer him over every quarterback you just mentioned. Gotta learn to read defense. But um that's that's not looking into this uh, we got the two games out of the way. Uh so obviously the Super Bowl, not this Sunday, the following Sunday. Following Sunday. It's gonna be Rams and Joe Burrow Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um You'll make a prediction now. You'll wait till after we, we, we run on with Brady. No, man. I know how y'all fellas go. Y'all go wait till next week. You see who on the COVID list. See who injured. No, I got to wait till See who I the good match was. You know how these fellas. Make yours now. Go start it off. Make yours. I don't make my prediction from preseason, bro. I told y'all the Rams is going to win this year. Okay. I don't give you the Rams. I don't say the Rams from the whole season. Okay. Before okay. Von Miller and, and Odell Beckham came. That's good. Well, I hope you get a prize next week for saying that. I got the Rams. Uh, I got the Rams, man. Again, amazing season from Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Amazing season. Um, amazing season. If, if he was to pull that off, I don't know. But I, I honestly don't know what, what the reaction would be like if he was to pull that off um, the following Sunday, if he was to pull it off. But I think the Rams just built to win the Super Bowl. I think they won it really, really bad. And I think they have enough to make any in-game adjustment needed. They've shown me uh, in these two playoff games that they can play from behind, they can play from ahead, they can sustain leads, uh, they can close it out in the end. I, I, I would, I would pick them to, to win it. Hey, well, I guess that brings it to me, gents. So you guys reminded me of something that that uh, uh, a statement that I haven't used for a while. So one is, I do not have to believe that in the NFL, there is such a thing as a Cinderella story. So <laughs> I'll go up with y'all, but I'll go with the Rams. I, again, I think we, we, we love what the Bengals are. Hey, if you're a sports fan, you love what the Bengals are doing, what they've done, what they did. But hey, that's in the, that Cinderella story, that glass supper. It's twelve. It's gonna be twelve o'clock midnight. Come, come Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think so too. And like I say, no disrespect to Bengals at all because they are yeah. hell of a season, and you, you can't disrespect them um, for what they've, what they've done. Yeah. It's just gonna be a huge mountain to climb, huge, huge yeah. mountain to climb. Um, but who knows? You know, what I mean, I got the Rams. We all got the Rams. So what's yeah. up? I mean, um, and again, even just talking about Cincinnati, and I mean, they, I guess they proved me wrong this week or last week. But yeah, I just don't think that they they don't have enough offensive weapons. But um, 
No. I mean, yeah, they just don't have enough offensive weapons to to, to get I, that job done. I have the Rams, but obviously not for the same reasons as Sans, because all that mumbo jumbo boo that you could play from ahead, <laughs> they could play from behind. This was almost a team that was a Falcons part two that was up twenty seven to three on Don Brady as well, and almost gave the game away. So they I wouldn't almost, go. I wouldn't go as far as <laughs> saying. I wouldn't go as far as saying they could play from ahead because that don't make sense. You say you by right. 25 points and you win by three. That means you obviously don't really know how to play from ahead. You you were one play that away. That's what you're talking about, man. Jesus from losing the game. <laughs> See, this is what I don't like with y'all fellas. You're also fickle. What you're talking oh, about. If they win, I go on their bandwagon. If they lose, <laughs> oh, the round was the greatest disappointment of the season. <laughs> they had the Super Bowl team and didn't win. Like, stop being so fickle. True, Pick that's, that's why I need to deal with every... Every week is some different <laughs> foolishness. Oh, I have a pocket this week. This week, guys, this one. Now I picking the Rams. Ah, come on. But anyway, my point is, the Rams, I pick the Rams because at a certain point, superstars will also always be superstars. Superstars are going to overpower, like you say, the Cinderella story. It's good when you're playing with heart. It's good when you have hype. But the problem with the Rams is the Rams have superstars almost every position. Even if you watch that game, Last yeah. week, when they was playing the Kansas City Chiefs, we had known that Kansas City Chiefs defense hasn't been that good all all season, and they are Joe Burrow running for his life. So what can happen when you got Aaron Donald blowing up your center in there? Your center could be on his back half the game. You all have to double team him. Then you got Vaughn Miller coming off the edge. Then people is carrying like Floyd on the other side as a scrub, which he ain't. Then your top wide receiver is gonna get shadowed by one of the top cornerbacks yeah, in the game, yeah. Jalen Ramsey. And you only yeah. struggle this guy pretty much all game. Well, well, hold on. well, hold on. Talking about Jalen Ramsey, right? I think after that Tampa Bay game, I think we see how vulnerable he is. But so I've been getting torch a lot. I've been telling fellas, that is the torch. Don't mind all that money. Yeah. He's yeah. reminding me, yeah. he's yeah. Remind me yeah. a lot. He's reminding yeah. me a lot of Richard Chairman. He might show up in the Super Bowl. He had, he had two sub-bar games as well. I feel like he will show up in the Super Bowl, but he, he's yeah. reminding me a lot of Richard. Yeah. Yeah. They both yeah. talk all that, and yeah. when they get torched, they're looking around yeah. for safety. Bro, yeah. where the hell? <laughs> no man has no help. You tell me you could one-on-one yeah. anybody. So, anyway, I feel like he, he, he still is a good cornerback who can give... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has those flashes. And you only need it for one more game. So you could go on. Yeah, man. And then Eric Weddle, who came out of retirement. Yeah, who yeah. Was very, who was very uh, a very big part of that secondary that they needed that veteran leadership in that back to cover for people like um, Jalen Ramsey and other people. He came out of retirement and yeah. was actually playing at a, at a, a very high level for them. Like, like he never missed a few. Like he never missed a beat. Exactly. Then you got uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers is a very young running back who mm-hmm. was injured most of the season. So dog coming here fresh. See, that's yeah. what people don't realize. When you play a whole 17 game yeah. season and now you're playing two and three, don't mind the guys out there. A lot of these guys are taped up. A lot of these guys are banged up. A lot of these guys have injuries that they don't disclose because they want to play. But now you got a guy who's coming off fresh, who ain't play all season. He got legs to run for days. Then you got another backup in Sonny Michelle, who's a power back. So with all these things 
in place. I just don't see, I, I mean, it's possible that they lose. And if they do, it would probably be because of uh, that, that Stafford guy. He's the only reason I would see them throwing this game away. He'll have to go off and throw like three interceptions or so for them to lose this game. I don't see them literally just handling the Bengals this game. And on top of that, you have Cooper Cup. And in an offense where you have Odell Beckham, he ain't the number one. Don't yeah. forget, Odell, Odell Beckham, since coming there, has already caught like seven yep. touchdowns in half a season. On yep. any other team, use the clear cut number one easily. Yeah. You coming on a team where you ain't even close to number one. I ain't even gonna lie. I mean, Odell is still Odell. But this season, you ain't nowhere near Cooper Cup, bro. Cooper Cup blow you in the water this year. So, like I said, they, have, they don't have no weakness. The only thing what could cost them is if Stafford has a meltdown and the Jit throws interceptions or has fumbles or does something. Once he manage that game, Margin of errors. The margin yeah, of errors. He, he has a lot of errors he can make. The margin hey, of errors is very, 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 very wide. Hey, don't... hey I was going to say, don't forget now. Hey, Sean, maybe you have a tendency to, to choke every once in a while, too, you know. So, hey, you know, you almost choke me. You almost choke the last game. You almost choke the last game. You almost I try to figure out what he's doing. I'm going to away all this time. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like I say, the margin, the margin error is very, very wide, very wide. Um, it would have to, it would have to take something strange happening for the Bengals to win, in my opinion. But yeah, it's it's only one game. It's only one game, so you never know. It might, it may, it may take something strange from the Bengals side as well to, for for them to for them yeah. to pull it out. You know, who who's to say uh, Joe Burrow doesn't have an outstanding outlier game? Right, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, so it's it's within the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? Who's to say yeah. the defense doesn't uh, come with a strategy uh, to stop to stop the Rams' offense? Um, so it, I think it'll be entertaining, but I think the Rams they have a lot of a lot going on their side. A lot going on their side. Hey, even so. And again, like I say, y'all learn. I, I like to play advocate, right? So so even though we all got the Rams, the Rams to win, right? I think I'd still bet on the Bengals just for the Vegas, just for Vegas. Oh, I've been telling these guys all this time. They, they, they know I do. I spend the underdog. I've been betting the underdog all playoffs, and I, I I wouldn't disclose my stuff, but boy, Savas is probably a little mad at me at this point. Yeah. But, well. The underdogs is where it's at. I, I will be betting the Bengals. I will also put a little bet on the Rams because it's only two teams, so you might as well bet both sides. But I, if the Bengals do win, I ain't going to miss that gravy train. Yeah. Speaking of gravy train and a guy who's been paying my bills in February for seven out of the ten times he has the opportunity to do it, Tom Brady has officially this morning post and say thank you to all his fans and the NFL and football and generations that watched him over the past 22 seasons. And me personally, guys can tell you, uh, I don't know if Sans was there, but we had Super Bowl parties year after year. And obviously I would win tons of money off it. Well, I lost an Eagles one. But I, I always win uh, when we had, this was before sports betting was 
online. This is when you go to your boy and say, boy, I bet you 250. The Patriots go in. And fellas, just take your bet. So this guy, undisputably, obviously, is the GOAT. Um, but what what do you think about the, the career of Tom Brady? Do you, I mean, obviously, like I say, he's the GOAT, but and at this point, we don't have a close second. But uh, what did what did he mean to you, uh, football wise or sports wise? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I need I need a couple minutes to get my to get myself together. <laughs> 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 I agree that Brady is the goat, right? Yeah, that, and, let's, let's put that conversation to bed. We we yeah. should never have to debate over that ever right. again, right now. I mean, more Brady later. We'll, Patrick we'll get Mahomes more. about four good more seasons left. Like Patrick Mahomes. Anyway, we we'll get more on that later too. <laughs> we we'll definitely get more on that later. Uh, but anyway, we all agree that Brady for right now is a goat, right? Um, and I think you know you look at the dude. He has how many? Uh, how many Super Bowl wins? Seven, right? You yep. look at the dude that has that much uh, uh, wins. Seven has been, ten. And it's been to the Super Bowl ten times, right? That dominance is is unparalleled in the NFL, right? And I think we sort of take for granted how dominant that really is to have a guy who uh, doesn't build under pressure, um, knows how to win big games, right? And if you look at his counterparts, you know we can't necessarily say that that um, um it's really comparable to him. Right? It's, it's it's, it sounds almost blasphemous because Brady's still playing, but he ain't really, he ain't really no one in his league. So you sort of have to judge them dudes on a different scale. <laughs> ah, right, so thank you, pun. I had to, I had to go back to that. You, uh, you, you, uh, you are uh, old boy there. This is the, <laughs> when you first came. Isn't this the guy who uh, uh, was so passionate about? Oh, I love chaos in his career. I want to see everything Brady does, and I glad he. I wanted to see him fail. I always this and I always that. Now all of a sudden, admiration. You know why? That shows who's the goat. You know why the goat doesn't want to be like. This is why I don't compare him to that other guy who still plays basketball. The goat doesn't want to be liked. The goat is respected. You could want all what you want. You could say, oh, I hate Tom Brady guts. I hate how he's this and I hate how he's that. At the end of this man, Guerrero, you will sit down and undeniably say that he's he the is the greatest quarterback. I, I don't go as far as saying player because I would say career. But player, player in football is very funny because you have so much different positions and being an athlete is, is something yeah, different. But the greatest quarterback which is the most important position in the whole situation. So that's why it carries more weight. But the greatest quarterback of all time, regardless of whether you like him or not. So when dogs say stuff like that, now talking about he preaching, that's all it is is music to my ears. That song, like, <laughs> listen, that song like John Canoe on, on, on Boxing Day morning. And I ain't had I mean, a yes. You got to call a buck a buck. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, i very honest about how I felt about Brady during his playing career. I'm not going to hide that, right? Very honest <laughs> about how I felt about Brady during his playing career. But when, you, when you're when on the stage, when you when you spew the sports stakes, you have to call a buck a buck and you have to be realistic about what's happening. And Brady has proven that he is not comparable 
to his peers. He's, he's proven that the people that they have tried to compare him to, the Rogers, the Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning, all great quarterbacks in their own right, all elite quarterbacks in their own right, they had accomplishments and uh, the nature of the way they got their wins, it just doesn't compare. It just doesn't compare to the Tom Brady. And I think, um, you know, the game will miss that type of a player year in, year out. You can count that he is going to be the hero or the villain, right? And, you know, the game is going to miss that. The game, the game is going to miss. There's no, it's no two ways about it. The game is going to miss that. Do, uh, does another type of team dynasty player rise up? You know, if you got, th- you really think about it, the Patriots and Tom Brady basically owned the 2000s and the 2010s, right? Um, so, does another dynasty rise up that can rival that? We don't know. Right? We don't know as yet. But as as of right now, it's difficult to see that legacy being matched, you know what I mean? And you got to give him props for that. And also, yeah. when it comes to that, like I say, you, you, these guys are so engulfed in guys like them because the whole season, you could pull against Tom Brady. You could run all that talk and say he fall off a cliff or he old or he in this or he in that. But at the end of the day, you know that this guy in the playoff will give you chills. You cannot knowing, you cannot honestly say you have ever gone in any game, going into any game in the playoffs and say, I know Tom Brady's going to lose this game. I know for sure this team is going to lose. <laughs> Even down to last week, everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, he still could do it at 44. You're still giving this man that much credit against uh, a, a super team. So... This is why I tell them I don't compare to the other guy they try to compare because I could play, I sit through the season and I know certain man now, he ain't winning no championship. Who they call the go? I could sit down and say, boy, I could bet my life savings that certain boy now, he ain't winning no championship this year. You can't say that about Brady. Even when the Patriots were, some years we started off two and four. Some years we was behind, started off underneath 500 and you'd be like boy what's going on Brady on the sideline cussing and carrying on Belichick over there going out of way McDaniels throwing his clipboard and then at the end of the season dog holding the Lombardi with his daughter uh, and his wife kissing her while while they call him the, fan, the Super Bowl yeah. MVP that's crazy that's, yeah. that's, that, that's almost like the hate that people had for Jordan and every year you'd be like, boy, something got to go. Uh, Jordan, they, when they buck this Detroit team, he ain't going to make it. Or when they go to the finals and they buck this, this Suns team, he ain't going to make it. Or when they go and buck this Utah team, which was a very good team. People is underestimated. They say it was a cake war. That Utah team was a no slouch. That Carl Malone, John Stockton team was never a slouch. And the August go there and you'd be like, boy, this this, this the year. I wouldn't even talk with Jerry Payton. Dog look at the, at the, at the iPad and laugh and... <laughs> Gary said, I was on it from, from game one, you know? But Gary Reed's not a good point, dude. You had a good point, honestly. I respect Gary Reed for that. You had a good point. Uh, I like his confidence. But yeah, yeah. even with all of that, and up to date, they yeah. still don't like Jordan. But they will respect him. Because yeah. you can say, boy, this man beat me. 
even if I did go on him or guard him, he'll be what coulda, shoulda, woulda win. But at the end of the day, we lost. With Tom yep. Brady, it's the same thing. I wouldn't even talk about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan can't say nothing. It's one man, only man who could ever put a a, 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 a hand up in a room with Tom Brady is Eli Manning. And Eli Manning to this point is humble himself. When they talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, you would never hear Eli Manning come out and say, well, I beat him, so I should be a part of it. He'd be like, yeah, I got the best of Tom Brady at that point in time. But let's yeah. not get it confused. This man is, is the GOAT. So, well, like you say, it's a hard, it's a hard day in sports. Um, people know, you know, <laughs> January. I don't know what's going on. You know, two years ago, we lost Kobe. That was a, that was a rough go for me. I couldn't, I couldn't take that. I had to take a, yeah. I had to take a week vacation off from work just to, you know, catch myself after that. Nah, this year, I mean, I, I don't think yeah. I'm going to wake tomorrow, but. They, they understand why. Yeah, I, I'm very passionate about my sports. And then, like I say, it's, it's, it's same guys. To be honest with you, uh, we, I'm, I'm a guy. I just turned 30. I watched Brady play for 22 seasons. So it's, wow. a, it's, a, it's a different connection. Same thing with Kobe. I watched Kobe play for 20 seasons. It's a different connection where you like a certain player or you see in a certain But there's a difference where you grow up. And this was yeah, the first person you legit took a, a liking to and you watch them for your whole entire life so to see them go is like like surreal like it's like where, where you going bro I, I never watch football without you I legit never watch football without Tom Brady yeah yeah so last year I watched basketball without Kobe uh uh not even because he obviously retired before that but with all this presence because he used to be like sideline and stuff and to be honest, it just wasn't the same. I hope I don't have that same um, issue with, with Tom Brady going. I'll try to find another young bull who, who I feel I could put my my uh, encouragement behind. But I I don't know what to say. Tom Brady, give yeah, us one wow. more man. We need a farewell tour. One more. Well, hey, <laughs> so so I, I've been advocating for the farewell tour, right? I, I mean, and I think anybody who was a fan of Tom Brady or just a fan of the game, you would love to see that. But I think we all knew Tom, the Tom Brady that we know or he's projected, he wasn't going to do no farewell tour, you know what I mean? Um, and, then, um, and then even just reiterating some of the stuff that you were saying, man, like me... But as long as Tom Brady in the game, I I would never bet against Tom. I don't care if the score is a million or nothing. I am not going to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, at, again, even that we even in that the last game, well, basically the last game that we that we saw him play, we almost saw the the greatest comeback of all time, part two. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Don't mind them talking that foolishness at the end of the game. They were scared. Them fellas was over there hot and bothered, and you could see during the sideline they were scared. After the game, they was like, "Oh, we knew that he's gonna pull up." They were scared. Bro. Uh, I mean, and, you get and, and, when you see something like that happen, right? When yeah. something goes down, you, you you automatically think, "But here we go again." And now you get you you on, and you know Brady on the other side. Right. So, there we go again. Right. But um, uh, but again, just like we like we've all said, hey, he has raised the bar so high 
Like now for me, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, we gotta. It's almost like for next season, we gotta start taking it easy on these quarterbacks because you know, like we can't be comparing them. You know, like everybody can be comparing them. Like, hey, Tom Brady and yo, that's the that was special, man. He's special. And um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else too that that even. You know, I thought I respected Tom Brady, but I remember he gave an interview a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, you know, definitely the game has changed. And he was like, especially like at the quarterback position, like what's happening now is where, or he's like, hey, even reporters, all of these guys are making heroes out of these quarterbacks that are doing stuff that he would never think about doing. And I think we saw an example of that, like quarterbacks throwing, throwing high passes across the middle and expecting their receiver to catch it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, I would never, you know, as a quarterback, I was taught to never even put my receivers in those kind yeah, of positions. I, I remember him saying that. Yeah, and you know, like now the game has changed. And, and I think, like, it's, who, who is it? We saw a, a couple examples of it this weekend. Boy, like, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy will throw you, Jimmy will throw you right into a linebacker. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy will make sure that fella cave your chest right in. He thought he's playing. Don't care. No body else. He's So again, you know, even just to hear those guys' uh, comments and remarks coming from him tells you, like, yeah, he he he's something special, man. He was different. One of a kind. Truly one of a kind. Yeah, yeah the game will definitely. Mrs. Presence, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, right before we segue out of football, I want to talk about that uh, story that happened earlier today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Brian Flores is suing the NFL <laughs> at large, as well as the Giants, I believe, because of what he believed to be racism in the hiring process. Also, uh, the also the Dolphins is former team. <laughs> yeah, so I blame him honestly. What do you guys think of his choice to sue him, and what do you guys think comes out of the lawsuit? I mean, I, to me, I think on a racism part, he, he sort of has a good case. Um, sort of has a good case. Um, I think it, they have to prove it on all sides, all, all around, of obviously, but. Um, it it does it does come across very bad. So my take on that, right? Um, <laughs> the the racism part of it. Um, well, first of all, I I commend Brian Flores on on being brave enough to even to even take on the machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, I don't think it's probably going to end well for him. Um, I don't know how long, I mean, unless he's taking all that money he makes for the Dolphins and plan on blowing it all on this court case. But when I, I don't see him having the ability to, to fight the machine. But again, I commend him for it. Um, the I think it's going to be hard to him to prove that it was actually racism. Um you know, it might be, yeah, like I said, I think that's going to be hard for him to prove. Um, now, the part about the the Dolphins, the Dolphins owner um, encouraging to tank game, <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to, that part of it, 
well, I think knowing, knowing the commish, the NFL and Raj Goodell, that story is going to be quickly dealt with and moved on very swiftly. <laughs> yeah, 100K a game to tank a game. Boy, I, I don't know much people who turn that down. Uh, but, yeah, he's, his story is that he refused vehemently multiple times uh, to make that happen. Um, no. And, and so, it shows. My, my thing is, you you watch this season and you watch these guys go on a seven-game win streak. The Dolphins hasn't been on a seven-game win streak probably since 1972. And this guy comes and gives you the best second half in probably the past 20 years in Dolphins' seasons. And then he's fired. Really? So that shows that there is some credibility that you wanted to lose. Because why would you fire a coach that just won you seven straight game and beat the Patriots twice in one season? Y'all, who y'all, that's, that's like the Dolphins Super Bowl. The Dolphins win two Super Bowls this year and beating the Patriots twice and winning seven straight games. And for some reason, you had no other coach who's done this in the past 20 seasons. And you gave them multiple years to throw away and do foolishness. And this guy comes and changed the culture. Give, and they had, during that seven game win streak, they had the number one defense. He is a defensive guy because he used to be our defense coordinator. So he had the number one defense. And he had this team operating with two of This left hand quarterback who obviously ain't that good. And you still find a way. You still fired this guy. Like, not just fired him like, oh, we, we thought about it. He was the first coach. Like, season, like we still in the season. The Super Bowl ain't even passed yet. You, right after games week 17, oh, okay. he, he fired. You you didn't even give this no thought. It had to be a reason. Now that these are coming out, I'm glad that, number one, he has this evidence. He also showed text messages where um, Belichick <laughs> messed up. Because he mess he sent him messages congratulating uh, the other Brian for getting the job, <laughs> and didn't know it was going to Brian Florida, knowing that and dog say, oh well, I, I thought my interview was Thursday. Hey, he say, what did you hear? You you heard I already got the job. He say, oh, damn. So Giants? You ever heard of Giants? I thought I'd delete this number. But, uh, no. <laughs> so, he also has evidence where he said he went to Denver for an interview. And he said he was treated very poorly. He said the Denver team, the Denver uh, team that was supposed to woo him over, came late, was very dismissive of his presence, and just basically did it just to say that they interviewed a black QB, I mean a coach, which yeah. is now a rule in the NFL that you have to give yes. uh, black coaches an interview. So I think that even if he doesn't win it overall, it will make some changes. I always thought that the NFL should have a draft lottery like the NBA, which will lessen the chances of team tanking because it doesn't matter if you have the worst record. The worst record wouldn't always have the first draft pick if you have a draft lottery. So I think they need to adopt that system from the NBA, um, bring that into the NFL structure. And also, 
for Brian Flores to actually win this 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 lawsuit, he needs people to back him. See what they don't realize is these guys can back their guy. If you realize what happened, look at Bill. People just talk about Bill is one of the most hated head coaches. But how he know Giants news? Obviously they talk to him. He know he know Giants news before before your boy even get the interview. How you get a congratulation other guys and he even and they ain't even interview your guy. So obviously these guys stick together. They have their circle. Owners talk to owners, owners talk to coaches, GMs talk to GMs, and they will all stick together and come with this NFL lawsuit and say, oh, well, no, we properly did our stuff in there. Yeah. So now Brian Flores needs to get with some coaches uh, and some players who could stand up for him and say, hey, no, man, this guy's a straight-up guy. Why wasn't he offered a job anywhere? You got to see these other garbage coaches. They can bring Jim, they both to bring a college coach. Not to say that Harbo isn't a good coach, but Harbo probably is going to get the job at Minnesota Vikings very shortly. But barring that job, and not the job that's to the Raiders, because obviously Josh McDaniels got that knife. He was very deserving of that. But some of these other, some of these other slots, I see them filling in. I was like, bro, other yeah. than other than Sean Payton, I feel like Brian Flores should have been. A highly sought-after head coach. Yeah, yeah. When he and, was released, and and for those of y'all out there watching and and, and don't really understand the, the the premise of his lawsuit. So the Rooney Rule is is what uh, X Factor was referring to earlier, which is they have to give African Americans a fair shot uh, interview at least for a head coaching or a front office front office position, right? So it's not necessarily that they have to hire them, but they got at least get them a, a, a interview, right? At least a fair shot. And Flores is basically arguing that you already picked the dude before y'all even interviewed me. Y'all only chose to interview me to, you know, say a face. Say, hey, we follow the rule. You know what I mean? We follow the rule. We did our proper due diligence, but we picked this guy. So, uh, like I would say, Flores will have to get verification. He'll have to get validation from multiple people in that process. Um, he'll have to prove without a doubt that Ryan DeBall was hired before his interview, he'd have to prove that without a doubt. Uh, that's going to be a little difficult yeah. to do um, because no contract was in place back then. You know, maybe a verbal agreement, but no contract. Um, and even in the text with Belichick sent, the text sort of assumed that, you know, Brian, uh, he was hired, but it didn't really, de um, wasn't definite, right? So um, yeah. I wish him all the best in, in, in the lawsuit. But um, like Jerome, uh, like you were saying earlier, he risking a lot by taking on this lawsuit. Yeah. And it's very possible win or lose. This might be his last, that might be his last head coaching job in the NFL. Very possible. Yeah. And you know, some of my a uh, couple of things, two things I want to touch on. Um, so one is, and I'm gonna come back to this. I can't stand the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are trash. <laughs> okay, I, I just wanna put this out there. Yo, okay. they are garbage, son. And, and, play, and I and I can explain why I can come back to that. But even um and even back to this racism thing, don't forget now. Um and again, this is why I feel like yeah, just like you said, the the NFL, the commission, they can, they can make this go away extremely quick, right? Or as quick as possible. Don't forget, they still dealing with this thing with the with the emails with the Washington football team and John Gruden and. And to and just like you said, like 
hey, it's another, I guess, another affirmation that, hey, these coaches, these players, these owners, they all talk and they stick together. Because, again, just like you said, like, hey, the coaches, they were passing around these emails and they felt comfortable enough to use whatever type of language they were using. We'll never know because they're not going to release it. But, yes. you know, they felt comfortable using this type of language. And here again, even with the with this interaction with Brian Flores and Belichick and everybody, clearly they all talk, you know what I mean? And they know what's going on before it, it gets to us, the regular Joe public. So back to the Dolphins, right? And like I said, I've always said that the Dolphins the or- is not the team. The organization itself is just total garbage. And I can make a, a few little shared jokes here. I always tell like all my friends who are Dolphin fans, like, yo, Wayne Heisinger was, you know, was one of the owners. And I was like, yo, he he made billions from turning, you know, from garbage and he threw the Dolphins away. So what does that tell you about the organization? And then you know, garbage, you know, and then um, and then I always tell people like, and again, for me is is kind of I have personal experience. I actually work in university where the dolphins practice, and I would tell people like, hey, the best thing about the dolphins is their cheerleaders and their practice field. Extremely <laughs> perfect, you know. But as again, with, hey, and like I said, I think we have given or they've given us another example why I say it's the organization itself. <laughs> you know, like, hey, come on, man. Yeah, Underground it, 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 yeah it is. It starts from the, the ownership down because why would you... My thing is, we even, even analysts all over the NFL and sports world has already said that this is not really even a, 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 a heavy draft. There's not really no head and shoulders of yeah. love talent yeah. to say, why are you even tanking? There's no yeah. Joe Burrow in this draft. Yeah. There's no calling um, um, no um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes or, or yeah. star you could see and maybe you could find a gem, but it's nothing you should tank for because the, the number one player I don't even think is a quarterback this year. Yeah, I think it's a, a D-lineman or something. Yeah, or a exactly, player. And, and that hasn't been like that for a while. So what is there that you're really so excited about that tanking gives you such a joy that, oh, you're going to find your next cornerstone of the Dolphins organization when you already have a team that has a seven-game win streak and has a defense that is capable capable of being the number one defense in the league? Why would you want to tank? I would even look into... um, sports betting and him rigging games because if you're paying your actual head coach to lose what's in it for you if you yeah. could offer up a hundred grand that means you got you you use owner you're a businessman if you're offering up a hundred grand to lose what's in it for you yeah yeah so um, that, that, that's a big allegation I could, I, could, I could talk about the dolphins for, for ages uh, again even just living in south florida um, one of the other points, just to, like I said, you you guys will learn that I I detest that organization, right? So every <laughs> I mean, hey, you can name any player, um, like Wes Welker, um, Brian Tannehill, like wherever they if they are on the Dolphins, once they leave to go to another team, they develop this like they become superstars, you know, 
they have this remarkable burst of talent that we just never saw when, you know when when they were in Miami for what reason you know so uh, uh, again I guess say uh, I'm I'm glad Brian Flores I'm glad Brian Flores is doing it um, I wish him all the best but um, I don't know we might we might we might be last one one coach of color <laughs> yeah yeah for that for- I know one thing. If he can't get a head coaching job, Bill Belichick will him at least a defensive coordinator job again. Because you was the one who go on there spilling all yeah, the beans. You got at least I this man. I give him the old job. for a season or two. You know this man. Yes, sorry. Just sit on the bench. I can't. You got to give something. And the only thing you can say is bye bye. But that was typical, hey, Bill Belichick, as we know, like, oh, sorry, but that, my bad, Bill. And then he probably got on the conference call and called Robert Kraft and, 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 and uh, but it is Roger Goodell is like, y'all wouldn't believe what just happened <laughs> So if you hear about this later, I, I, I'm just going to let you know now I, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So, yeah, yeah. I, we wish, wish Flores the best. Um, hopefully something good comes out of it. I also want to touch on that uh, uh, Josh McDaniels signing with the Ravens. Um, to me, that, that's a... a a big move. Um, the Raiders was obviously a playoff team this year. Maybe not an elite playoff team, but having endured what they had endured the whole season, I think that they, that's that's when you could say, yeah, making the playoff, it was a successful season. Going through what they went through this whole entire season, making the playoffs was a successful season for them. Now you get the coach that you much need, even though that guy there was a, what they say, crowd favorite or something like that. Um, winning heels on. If McDonald's can come in there and start them off next season, 4-0, 4-1, 5-2, 6-3, 6-2, ain't nobody even remember that coach name. Who, who had to step in this year? I forgot John Wooden. But um, I feel like it may not, I, I don't know. See, the thing with Josh McDaniels, and don't forget, they also got the, the head of personnel from the Patriots, yeah. who, who works side by side with uh, Belichick as yes. the GM yeah. to bring in a lot of talent and stuff. My thing with that is, I don't know what they're going to do when it comes to guys like Derek Carr. Because he I is on the line. Cut him. Yes, cut him, buddy. Cut him. Uh, <laughs> I, I would try to trade him first. I would try to trade him. If I can't trade him, then I would cut him. But like you said, when it comes to the Jimmy G situation, if I do cut him or trade him, how much quarterbacks I could find out there that are better than Derek Carr? The first half of the season, Derek Carr was leading the league in a lot of statistics. He's every big guy first half. Uh, things for, for, for quarterbacks. So um, now I could see a Jimmy G reunion with Josh McDaniels, who was the man, who was the offensive coordinator when he was with the Patriots. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy G goes to Vegas, or you might have someone else who likes offense in an Aaron Rodgers who likes offense and on a big stage like that. Las, Las Vegas is now 
uh, a place that people want to play because of the atmosphere. Um, right. it's, it's like Vegas. It's like Los Angeles now. So you yeah. could, if you could get an Aaron Rodgers and you could pull another top receiver, let's say, I feel like, to be honest, I feel like if Aaron Rodgers land on any team and he picks up the phone and calls Devante Adams, he could get Devante Adams. If there's anyone could bring a player with him, like how Brady is bring Gump, it could be Aaron Rodgers bringing Devante Adams. With that defense, that's the Super Bowl team. So one thing I know, one thing, and I, I like to, I like to follow storylines because that actually is what intrigues me a lot about sports too. When you see certain things happen when it comes to certain teams and and big stadiums and all these things, look at look at Los Angeles. Los Angeles, the Rams used to play in St. Louis. The second they go and build this nice big stadium, you gotta uh-huh. now repay the city. You now yeah. gotta fill seats. So the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more seats you sell. Now all of a sudden, just like your what second Super Bowl in what three years or four years, when it sells, all of a sudden the Rams become good. Yeah. So I feel like it's a narrative. So now yeah. you build this, you build this big stadium in Las Vegas. You think they can allow Las Vegas Raiders to be trash? No, yeah. the league is gonna basically let. Vegas sign who they want, trade for who they want, agree to whatever they want to, because now yeah. you have to pay back the city. Yeah. So that that that's something to look out for. You already started in the right direction by getting uh, a, a very good coach who has succeeded, failed, succeeded, failed, and succeeded again. So it's not like oh, jo- Josh McDaniels is now what he was when he first went to Denver, where he was on this high horse, and you yeah. thought that. When you had Tom Brady them in 2007 and you created this super offense, you was on this high horse thinking that you could go anywhere. You go yeah. to Denver, get your head smashing, you end up running, <laughs> running back to the Patriots, rebuild, <laughs> rebuild something again. Then you had a big follow with Tom Brady. You was back almost on the hot seat. Then after <laughs> that, you and Brady come together and you all win another three Super Bowls and everything. Yeah. So now you've been in the ups and downs, and I feel he's more well-rounded now as a head coach, way better than he was when he first had a head coaching job. So I feel like this time around, he's going to take more things into perspective. He's going to be more humble, come in there, learn how your players want to play for you, learn if they even want to play for you, first of all. And then who wants to play? Work along. Who wants to go? My thing is, don't force players to play. Don't come in here that attitude that, oh, you, you guys are players. And if we are paying you, you need to play football. You will lose plenty of football games, bro. Trust me, don't come in there with that attitude. Get in there, let players have their opinion. And if they don't want to be there, start so, trades. So, Clark, I, I got kind of like a, 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 a different take with that Josh McDaniels situation. Um, again, with him being a paid, you know, coming from the Patriots organization. Hey, I, I love the move for him. You know, congratulations, all the best, um, you know, with him on with the Raiders. But I, again, even like you said, he comes in there with a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more experience. I think in order for him to be successful, and just my personal opinion, he need to cut the team. If I, and I was telling somebody this earlier, like, but if I come in, if I was him, everybody gone. Bye bye from top to bottom. Goodbye. Excellent. Like, 
Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hold on. Walla and Renfro, I'm keeping, okay? <laughs> Walla, Walla, Renfro, Walla and Renfro, I'm keeping. Um, but, yo, I'm I'm gutting everything. Put it like this. I know as coming in there as a coach, he, we know he has at least about three to four four years in there. I got in my team, and I started with some fellas who, who I drive or who 100% committed to me. The reason why I agree with you, especially this time around, is because he has the GM on his side. Yeah. When he went to Denver, you went to Denver as we got our team going, yeah. We only need you to coach coach the team. Going in now, you coming into the team, we need you to coach the team. But now you got your boy who makes the executive decisions up there and who talks to management. So right. if if these guys open their wallet. Uh, the, the, and they say, okay, well, if you think you could do it, then do it. Now, it will be a risky play, but my thing at this point in time in Josh Daniels' career, you don't literally win. You don't prove yourself. So right. it's like, like you say, it's, I, I would go all in too. It makes no sense coming in your tentative. Yeah. It, it, it is a, a time you should say, okay, Derek you on your last year, we ain't giving you no max contract. So if you disgruntled with what you get and pay, go see who else can pay you. Um, let's go get. Well, I like I like, I like Josh Jacobs. I, I I would keep Josh. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do as well. I do. But like you said, it depends on if he wants to play for me. If he doesn't, okay, bro. We got some running backs in the drafts. We can we, we can make something happen. Um, yeah, I, I I honestly agree with that too. Um, I would speak to my core, such as Jacobs, Waller, Renfro, couple like one or two. I see, I did, I can't remember their names, but they have some like one or two good defensive players. I would sit down and talk to them and say, "Hey, how do you feel about moving forward with this organization?" And if they say, "Well, you know, I make the next call to my GM boy, hey, great. I just talked to George. <laughs> Jacobs. Say, say he ain't too hot up about this." Um, what that guy in, in Minnesota near, uh, is, is he available? Uh, do we have any other running backs on the radar? Let's see who we can get out here. Um, so, okay, so your teams have two running backs. So yeah. some teams who got two good running backs, you, you could maybe throw on the draft, pick their way and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 like you say, I, I would, but it has to be quick. Yeah. Uh, the thing yeah. is, he, he has the GM, so I feel like if there's a time to, to don't go in there and say, oh, let me test it out with this team for it, and then go through next season, drag all this drama, and then try to blow it up. Either you can stick with these guys, and y'all can tug it out, and all y'all can end your career, or <laughs> you smash it, and you say, but I can bring my boys in, and I can live and die with my boy. If we, uh, I can bring in I can bring Jimmy G. I can bring in whoever my favorite wide receivers is. I can bring in uh, what's your boy name? Who's no? I think he like McDonald's too much. Remember the, the wide receiver we draft before the Metcalf, uh, Nikhil Harry. I think wow. Nikhil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he don't even let Harry play. Uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, uh, the Patriots had a chance to draft Metcalf. I I think. I think now is the perfect opportunity too for him to do it as well, though, because even off 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 of coming off all that drama from last year, um, with um the situation with Henry Ruggs and then you have stuff with John Gruden coming out, you could argue that um the franchise itself was more proud of the of 
them hiring Josh McDonald's and they making the playoffs, right? You could argue that, right? So he have all the freedom in the world, basically, right now, to sort of change the culture if he wants to do that, right? Mm-hmm. To fit whatever he wants, you know. The franchise is looking for a little bit of hope, right? And obviously, you evaluate talents like Waller and you evaluate guys like Josh Jacobs, who are very talented. You know, if you want to keep them around, of course, keep them around. But you have a chance to put your imprint on a franchise that now looking for direction, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really looking for direction. So, um, if he wants to do it, like y'all say, I think now is the perfect time to do it, you know, and just get it out of the way before uh, it's your time. And, you know, something else, um, just one other point on that, too. If he doesn't do it now, or if he isn't successful right now with the Raiders, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's, well, I, at this point, there ain't no more running back to the Patriots. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you like ready? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah, you know, you ready to use your get out of free jail card. And um, <laughs> yeah, after that, that's it. So, like I say, if it was me, like, hey, I uh, I can live and die. Hey, this is my last chance. I, uh, I can go with my own. <laughs> yeah, made no mistake about it. The mystique of him being a head coach is gone if it don't work out. Yeah, it's yeah. Not gone. You know what I'm worried about? Oh, but you think this boy would really be good if, if, if he's a head coach? That gone. That finished. So, like yeah. I say, he'd probably get a job, maybe as an offensive coordinator somewhere. Um, but I had coaching stuff done. If, yeah. if not, <laughs> that done. He's better off uh, going to high school to coach football. <laughs> but um, yeah. So if you only have uh, any other football related topics, um, I guess we could wrap up. Uh, maybe touch on the NBA a little bit uh, before we wrap up. Um, we heading into all star break now in the NBA. Should all star break probably in the next what couple of weeks, two weeks, probably two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So um who are y'all favorites? Um the Suns are the hottest team in the league right now. They're number one. They're number one in the whole entire NBA. Um are they are those y'all favorites to come out of the West? No. Maybe win a championship. A lot of people have them as the favorites to win a championship. Are, are those guys your favorites? No. So, no. So, I haven't... This is my, my thing. Kind of... I don't normally start watching basketball until, like, around December. And then I really start getting into it, you know, after um, after the All-Star break. You know, I got to wait till football is done, you know, when I go through that little withdrawal period that I can focus on basketball, you know? <laughs> but um, as far as basketball, um, Phoenix, I, I love Phoenix. Of course, you know, hey, we got our own there. We got DeAndre, we got DeAndre out there. Um, I like Phoenix, but um, I can tell you something. Golden State is extremely scary, especially with the addition, with them having Clay back now. Yeah, I've, barring injury, hey, I feel that, and like I said, especially with the addition of Clay, yeah, they they could be peaking at the right time. Um, from the from the from the other coast, I like seventy six. I I don't think they have enough depth, but I like seventy sixes. Like Joel and Beard, they they're 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 right now. yeah, they're different this year. Um, 
I know the bulls, the bulls shaking a little something, but I, again, I think that's one of them Cinderella stories, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that built the last. What about you, ex father? What you feel? Uh, I say I share the same sentiments in the Western Conference, but definitely not eat. Um, in the Western Conference, like you say, uh, we have Golden State, who is, may not be the top team or hottest team record-wise. Um, I, uh, uh, me also being a, a shooter by by nature, um, I'm glad that Steph is going through the slump now. It's always best as a shooter to go through your slump in the middle yep. of the season because this is when you could make adjustments. This is when you can get your feel for it. This is when you could make things happen. Clay coming back, we don't even, they don't even need Clay to be 100% right yep. now. Clay could play, they could put him on minutes restriction, whatever all that management thing is. The key to this team is going to also be the center. People just forget they already draft their center. Yeah, I don't care about Draymond. I honestly don't care about Draymond. Wiseman mm-hmm. will be the, decide, the, the the big factor because we know their offense is top notch. We don't have no issue with them. Anybody on our offense, well, Clay, Steph, sometimes even Wiggins could give you forty any night. Yeah. The difference is gonna be now when the playoff comes in and the game slows down, you need that rim protection. Yeah, they say Draymond is okay. Yeah, Draymond is a is a good defender, but you need that backup. You need that guy who's under the rim, who's seven foot, who can get you the stops. If he is not getting blocked, he's disrupting these uh, guards and these other guys from getting in there. You need that body to bank, that big rebounder who's going to give you 13, 14, 15 rebounds a game in the playoffs. He's a guy who could not stop eating, but can yeah. problems. He's a guy who could not stop um, Anthony Davis, but he can give him problems. Guys like uh, Jokic and stuff like that, you could put Draymond to guide him on the perimeter, and if he pump fake you and start coming to the rim, you don't have to worry about Steph and Clay sitting under there going to get the head down off. You now got Wiseman who could slide over the paint and give him a problem at the rim. So with that being said, I feel when Wiseman come back and I see if he is uh, uh, healthy and all of them are healthy, like you say, barring injury, they match up with anybody in the West, top to bottom, perfectly. They can beat any team in the West. Now, going to the Eastern Conference, that Joel and B thing, uh, same, same show, different time. Um, I've seen him had, this is not the first time he's playing like MVP. He's had great seasons with better teams. And they couldn't make it to the finals. I definitely don't think this is the year. It may be, it may look easier because this year the Eastern Conference turned back into the Eastern Conference of old. So it's very wishy-washy. You don't have, maybe you could say Milwaukee is head and shoulders above, but even them, we know that because of Giannis shooting, that is a very big weakness. Um, so if it ain't Milwaukee, then like you say, you could put Philadelphia as a top team, but to say, come out of the East just because, just with Joel Embiid, if you don't have Ben Simmons playing um, in the playoffs, I I see them doubling, tripling, getting in Embiid head, and he's going to be those guys who tries to do too much, and it's not going to be enough to probably get past a defensive team like the Milwaukee Bucks. 
also of that Miami Heat could get healthy. I was just gonna say, like, hey, I was a big Heat fan now. I don't know nobody yeah. talking about the Heat. Yeah, if they could get healthy and they could put their five on the court when you get Oladipo playing at a high level, uh, Larry playing at a high level, Jimmy Butler, who is inspire anybody he plays with. He could play with the third string and be their starters. Um, <laughs> Bam um, they have a nice shooting call. They got Robinson. They got, they, trust me, they, they, they could sneak some teams and they, they, they could mm-hmm. healthy. They could come over to the East just as easily as any other team. Um, the Bulls, uh, uh, I, the Rosen playing some ball, but I don't know. They, this would be the year to prove it. If, if it's any time to prove it, this would be the year to prove that, yeah, you, you are that guy. But um, I don't know. I see it happening. I don't know. Just uh, throw that team together. They need yeah. some more time. I don't see it happening. I mean, I wish y'all on the Warriors. Um, I think the Warriors are definitely the team to beat in the West. I understand the Suns doing it, and it's great. If anybody has a chance to beat the Warriors, it's definitely the Suns. Um, but I think people are looking at what's probably the worst version of the Warriors right now and thinking uh, the Suns are the favorites. I mean, but like you said, Steph going through a little slump. They just getting back in action, right? These two things will, you know, they will get better. Yeah. Raymond went out with injury. He will eventually come back. Um, the Wiseman thing, I don't really believe Wiseman's going to play a role in the playoffs. I'll be honest with you. I think Wiseman, um, he he's just, he's, he's very young. He's very, very young. Um, I think they're going to need him to maybe play a 10, 15 minutes here and there um, because he just has so much size. But the playoffs, matchups, experience, we know that uh, the best teams can scheme unexperienced players out of a game. Um, and I think um, Wiseman, I think they'll need a size, so like I say, in like 10, 15 minutes first, but I don't see him having a big role in the playoffs for the Warriors. With that being said, I still think the Warriors are the favorites to come out of the West because they their core has so much experience and so much chemistry. And them dudes know how to play together, and them dudes know how to chill. So, I definitely got the Warriors to come with the West. For the East, East a little bit more wide open. East a little bit more wide open. You know, you got some teams. Uh, it's it's nothing. Uh, the cream ain't rise to the top yet. You know what I mean? You got guys like Philly, and, you know, you got uh, the Jokers inside Brooklyn. If if Kari could stop being a part-time player, I probably would say, I probably would say them dudes got the chance to come out the East. Uh, but I can give a special shout to, for real, to your Miami Heat, Jerome, because I think Miami might have the goods to come out the East this year. I think they 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 almost to the top. They basically the top of the East right now. Yeah. And that's with Bomb missing a lot of time. Yeah. Jimmy missing a lot of time. Right? Yeah. Missing a lot. They've been doing it with their bench, really and truly. Yeah. If they starters could get... And this is a team that been in the finals two years ago. I mean, granted, yeah. that was a bubble bubble playoffs or whatever the case may be, but it's a team that been in the finals two years ago, right? So, dudes can get healthy. I, I've seen them beat Giannis before. I've seen them do that, right? Uh, the only question to me would be starting is, is if Brooklyn has their full team, full team there, I still would say Brooklyn because there's just too much firepower. But if they don't, I, I think Miami might 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 come out east. I do. I honestly do think that. Now this all depends too on trade deadline moves. 
Um, we got some big names who could move. Um, I know Damian Lillard has always been a name out there, but don't forget CJ McCollum has been tangled around to actually get Lillard some help. Maybe not for this season, but for next season. Um, you also have stars, John Wall. I don't know what he's doing out in Houston, but they obviously still paying him like $45 million just to... Just to wake up in the morning, he's got a paycheck. Um, so you got guys who, who legit could make a difference on teams that need to be made. Obviously, the Lakers are always uh, a team that could surprise you at the trade deadline, especially now with LeBron and his regime there who could find guys from all over the place. Uh, that Westbrook thing could actually start to kick in. Uh, we see they get spurts. They started at some point to get it going, and then it fall back off, and then LeBron is injured now. AD is back. They still working it also. It's like, I don't know. Um, he look good. He look good. I, I don't know what's him. going on with um, the Clippers. We got Kawhi. I don't even know what his injury status is. Like, he just don't play. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he even injured with, but he just ain't playing. Then Paul George is now contemplating surgery on his elbow, so maybe he might be out now. So, uh, I don't it, It's weird, but you still got guys. Even Buddy Heal. Shout out Buddy Heal. Buddy Heal could be a guy who's on the move, trade deadline. Hopefully, I want to see him now be on a team that way. His contributions actually turns out into wins and actually get him in, in a bigger spotlight because... Buddy plays pretty good for the teams that he's played on so far in his career, but the problem is these teams don't go nowhere. So it's like yeah. he's never been seen on that bigger stage, like the playoffs and had a chance to explode in a series and people be like, oh, who's this guy? So yeah. um, hopefully Buddy gets in a better situation. Uh, and I don't know, like we still love it. And we all sleep on, like you say, Cinderella teams and the NBA Cinderella is real. In the NFL, maybe not. In the NBA, they are. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta agree with you on that one. You 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 do have some Cinderella in, in, in basketball, but that's um, around. They don't win. They don't win championships though. Cinderellas don't win championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I gotta I got stick with that. Cinderellas don't win championships. They may they may have a Man. nice little fairy tale run every once in a while. But I I would call I would call uh, Kawhi in in Toronto a Cinderella. Because they wasn't a favorite. No. I mean, if Kevin Durant doesn't get injured, then they don't win the championship. I even talking about forgetting them. They had to well, beat your, your MVP playing Joel Embiid at the time. When he hit that Cinderella nobody. shot in the, the corner. The thing about Kawhi, them, right? The thing about the, the Raptors team. The Raptors, people forget the Raptors team was number one in the East before Kawhi got there. They was number one in the East several times before Kawhi got there. Um, so... To me, they should have been a championship contender favorite because they replaced DeRozan with Kawhi, who was a better player. Um, they they should have been a, a, a contending favorite. Um, but normally, like I say, normally guys, the NBA is the NBA is a league where I think with football, Tom Brady sort of like skew how we view football in a way because he's just been so dominant, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we see that. When he leaves, we'll have to wait to see if we see something like that when he leaves. With the NBA, generally the same teams are going to win. 
generally, right? You have the Lakers who, who, who won a bunch of championships. You have the Spurs. Then every once in a while, okay, Dirk sneaks in one, okay? Then Pistons sneak in one, okay? And then you got the Warriors, and then you got LeBron's teams. So generally, the same teams usually win. Cinderella teams, they don't usually get to the final. They don't usually hoist up the trophy at, at the final stage. You know, the NBA is a very star-driven league. So um, would it surprise me uh, if if someone else wins? Uh, not really. I think that's all. why all of us are going with the Warriors, because we've seen what the Warriors have done time in and time out. We know what they bring when they get on that stage. Um, but like I say, I, I would not sleep on the heat because I saw what they were two years ago and they look almost as good as, as they look, or maybe even better than they looked two years ago, really and truly. So I would not sleep on them. And of course, like I say, with Brooklyn, that's too much star power. Like if them doers get healthy, I, I don't know. I don't know who could beat them. And if Kari, like I say, if Kari could play in all the games, that's the next team you gotta look at. So we'll see. No, yeah, man. Um, I, I kind, I, I was laughing all through that. I, I like how, how we kind of just dismissed the Lakers. We ain't talking about them. I said, like I told you earlier in the show, I guess certain guys. I don't have no, I don't have no worries about. Oh, he can destroy, destroy the league and just run away with the championship. I don't got to worry about that. I, I told him before the season start that the Lakers was not going to get to the finals. And I said, the Lakers might be in danger of missing the playoffs. I said this before the season started. Lakers might be in danger of missing the actual playoffs. Um, Because of the health of Anthony Davis and the health of LeBron. And then, of course, I never saw saw the Westbrook fit. I never never really thought that fit made sense, to be honest with you. Um, So, we'll see what happens to the Lakers. They still have time to turn it around. I'll say that much. They still have time to turn it around. Um, and if LeBron healthy and AD healthy, you don't want to face him in the first round. For yeah. sure. For sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I, I gotta throw it out there. I think Malik Monk is the X factor for the Lakers. So I, I like him. I, I like, I liked him coming out of college. Um, I was surprised that he, yeah, I was surprised he didn't develop in Charlotte, but I think that move out to LA. Uh, I think he's gonna be that X factor. If if they do anything, it, it's gonna be he's gonna be that X factor. For nice player, but he's he's a nice player. He probably is their best free free agent signing this this, this summer. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah. He, he really nice. He really nice. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, it's always entertaining when it comes to the Lakers. We're not doing this. Showtime. It's always showtime in LA. Uh, always showtime in LA. All right, so uh, yeah, before we wrap up, wrap up, um, y'all want to send any final shoutouts? Uh, any final shoutouts? You know, you want shoutout Tom Brady X Factor, so go ahead. Make it like get out of <laughs> shout out Tom always Brady. every week, you know. There's always shoutout Tom Brady. Unlike these haters, I always, you know, took my time. It wasn't a farewell talk, but every week I took my time out to admire the games. And even when Tom Brady wasn't a Patriot anymore. I made sure to watch him in Tampa Bay because we always knew that, hey, his time was coming to end. So every week I made sure I shout out Tom Brady. So when his time is over, next season, 
they probably ain't gonna be shouting no thumb. Definitely ain't gonna be Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I'd be shouting out someone else. But uh, like I said, shout out Tom Brady, shout out the the goat on his career, and yeah, best of luck in all the endeavors. Right. Um, hey, you know what that cracked? I think I'm gonna follow you off for that one, man. Shout, shout out to the go, the great one, man. To hey, is the one who has definitely changed the game. I know all the whole boys, all the friends. They listen. They, they, they probably laughing at me. You know, I've been getting calls. You know, check people checking up on me and stuff like that. But, hey, they've been like, hey, Rome, you all right? But now, nah, man, definitely. Um, shout out to Tom Brady. Uh. I think he's provided us with the opportunity to to watch some of the greatest football ever. But yeah, I, I can put that out there. I think he's provided us some of the football greatest football ever. I definitely got to shout out the Hillside Crew boys. Um, that's that's the that's the that's the home that's the home that's the homegrown that's the homegrown crew. And shout out to to all my friends at Born ninety four. And thank you, gentlemen, for for allowing me and gracing me and allow me to take some time on the show, man. It, it was definitely a pleasure, man. Definitely fun. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks definitely. for passing through. Definitely. Yeah, we, we, we shout you up. We appreciate you for passing through. Uh, you know, it was a great episode. Um, and we hope to have you again, man. It was a good conversation, yeah. good, good debates. You know what I mean? And, and, and um, yeah, man, to all the people watching, shout out to all the watchers, shout out to all the viewers. Um, catch us next week, Tuesday, uh, same time, same place. And... We'll be back to do some more previews of the Super Bowl, maybe recap the Pro Bowl a little bit, um, talk some other stuff. Um, but it's again, great having you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, the experts, along with Sideline Side Sports, we are out.